1: Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Bet just $1 on any NFL game this week and get $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, I'm joined by Michaela Perkins today on this beautiful Tuesday. Um, it's still cold in Studio B. I'm just going to get that out. In there. Here. Oh, my God. It is the
0: degrees of Antarctica.
1: I I almost put on a jacket that's sitting at my feet right now. Um, But I decided against it because I look so damn good in a black polo.
0: Well, that's subjective.
1: I think it's an objective thing. Um, (laughs) Let's get into the tip topic of the day. Spencer Rattler, numerous people saying that ASU is the favorite. Um, Some books have him as the favorite at minus 300, I believe. Um, People believe he's coming home, whether it be ASU or Arizona, um, before we get into our interview, what do you think of it?
0: Uh, I have a hard time with it. I think initially, when the rumor started swirling and it became more of a reality, my initial reaction was I was super excited about it, just because like Spencer Rattler, he's a hometown kid. You know, he had the best trajectory in twenty twenty. I mean, he was a Heisman, mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. They were talking about him for winning the Heisman, yeah. and you know, he had such a a bright a bright present and a bright future. Obviously, the season hasn't gone as well for him as they were probably hoping that it would. Um, he hasn't, you know, he got sat after yeah. six games. So that's a little rough to look at. I think it's it's hard. It's tough. I think you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. I think there's so many unknown variables with this program right now with their recruiting violations, with, you know, everything going on on with Herm and the, the recruiting class that's coming in. My initial reaction is I think Spencer Rattler would be a better option than Jaden Daniels. So I'm on board with this. Um, whether or not it happens, I don't really know. I think between – if we're talking between like UCLA and ASU, I think ASU is a better landing spot for him. Obviously, um, because it's close to home. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I would like it. I would like he's, to see it happen. He's
1: such a weird situation because obviously before Oklahoma, it was the QB1 stuff. Yeah. Um, he was everywhere. And then the weed thing. And then he comes out, lights it up uh, when he gets the opportunity his sophomore year.
0: I forgot about the weed thing. Yeah. That's right. You got caught smoking weed.
1: Um, so bad. Oh, naughty a bad, boy. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and then he goes and starts declining, kind of similar to what we've seen with Jaden Daniels. Yep. I think the only reason why I'm so behind this is because it does something to the program. It makes the program feel something. Yeah, it changes something. We don't know what that something is. We don't know if he's going to have anybody to throw to next year. Yeah. Um. With everything going on, but I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Heather Dinich of ESPN, senior writer that covers all things college football. Actually, right now they're doing the selection revealing show um, that she's on on ESPN. Um, So without further ado, let's get into the interview. All right, well, I'm joined by Heather Dinich, uh, ESPN senior writer, um, covering a lot of college football stuff. Uh, Let's just get right into uh, the local story that's kind of been buzzing around. Uh, A lot of stuff being said about Spencer Rattler and his return to Arizona, possibly some books even have him as the favorite to come to Arizona State. Uh, Heather, do you think that would be a good fit? if he came back to, or came to Arizona and played football at Arizona state?
2: I do. And I I think the, it's a realistic option for either school in the state, Arizona or ASU, Mm -hmm. given his ties to the state, it makes perfect sense. Um, And I think one thing that he's looking for, probably, I haven't talked to him, though, is a fresh start. I think that's super important. You know, I saw some speculation, oh, maybe he'll follow Lincoln Riley to USC, but that just doesn't make sense for me. And then when you look at what both Arizona and Arizona State have at quarterback, it's question mark right it's it's a perfect opportunity for him and one of the things that he probably I would imagine is concerned about is keeping his draft stock high so you know as opposed to going to play for a national championship which I'm sure he would love to do at this point it's probably about doing what's best for his future and when you look at ASU with Jaden Daniels and 10 touchdowns nine interceptions last season you know I mean Spencer Rattler would be gold, really, really a, a gem coming to that program.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of speculation that the coaching staff kind of just wants to know who their quarterback's going to be in 2022 for ASU. So I think they're trying to get a commitment out of either of them um, where they're going to go or not. Um, aside from ASU, this week has been just bonkers for college football, Um, starting with the coaching carousel that has been going on. Was this kind of expected this year? Um, And do you think this is going to affect how teams play in the coming weeks?
2: I would not have predicted this coming from a mile away. I've never seen, and this is my 14th season at ESPN. Mm -hmm. I've been covering college football for a long time. I covered Joe Paterno's three and nine season at Penn state and this is by far, hands down, not even just college football. I mean, we're forgetting about name, image, and likeness, and an NCAA overhaul. All of these things. So, no, I would not see this coming in a million years. I think it, I think it's concerning. Um, I've spoken to athletic directors and conference commissioners, who are really, truly, genuinely concerned about the state of the state right now in college athletics, and. These coaching moves and the salaries, and while there are some who are less concerned about the salaries, but more concerned about the divide between the haves and have-nots in college football, it's it's very real. It's very real, and yes, it will... Lincoln-Riley to the Pac-12 changes the Pac-12, but I mean, I, I have a whole lot of thoughts on on USC and Lincoln-Riley.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you touched on the salaries. Uh, I mean, just the numbers on these are insane. Both could reach upwards of $100 million if they stay and get the bonuses and whatnot. Um, do you expect the head coaching price tag to only continue to go up, or um, is this an outlier?
2: Well, I think that the schools that right now have the money to pay for them and are in the market for a coach like Brian Kelly or Lincoln Riley, that that is the price tag. Why else would you leave Notre Dame? Why would you? You've you've got a playoff contender team. So Mm -hmm. show me the money kind of thing. But at the same time, athletic directors are in a very difficult situation because if you're not paying that kind of money – are you offering a 10-year, 70 to $90 million contract like Penn State and Michigan State? Because that's a gamble, too. Because in five years, your coach could have three straight losing seasons, and then what? So, uh, you know, to me, it's really a, a no-win situation. But at the same time, I think that the schools that have money, they're they're in a position where not only they can do it, but they have to do it to get those kinds of coaches right now.
1: Yeah. Well, Lincoln Riley, as you said, coming to USC— You said it changes the Pac-12. What immediate changes can people expect uh, from a culture standpoint or anything?
2: Well, that's the thing is there is an expectation of immediate success because of who he is and what he's done. But I think that that could be unfair because he has not been faced with a challenge like this before um usc is an amazing program with great resources and clearly can win a national championship but it hasn't it hasn't been the usc that people think of when they think of usc um gone are the days of you know reggie bush all those all those things It's, it's different and so can lincoln riley go there and fill the seats and win immediately. And I don't know the answer to that question. Um, the Pac-12 is very winnable as you, you sit here um, yeah. where in, in your seat. It's winnable. Um, but I think he's got a lot of work to do that's very different from what he did in Oklahoma.
1: Does this affect how other teams are going to target their coaches or recruiting in the Pac-12 outside of USC, do you think?
2: Um, say that again?
1: Do you think that this uh, Lincoln Riley hiring is going to affect how is it going to push the hand of other uh, programs in the Pac-12 to find a big name guy or is everything just going to remain kind of the same uh, in the Pac-12 landscape?
2: Well, I, I think that this is a supply and demand thing too. I mean, there how many Lincoln Riley's are available? How many coaches at that caliber are there realistically to lure to your program Um you know, one of the schools I'm curious about is UCLA. I mean, Chip Kelly's working really hard there. And just when I thought he was on the brink of putting together something special, I was out there for that Oregon game. Mm-hmm. And man, they played with guts, but you got to have more than guts. You got to yep. have depth, right? And so, um, I, I don't know where where that's headed and, and how long that marriage will last there, and, and if it does. Um, but look, I I worked at ESPN with Chip Kelly. I worked with Herm Edwards. I mean, they're they're good coaches and and they're good people, and they're <laughs> you don't get dumber as a football coach, yeah. right? But but every situation is different, and everything requires something different as far as your recruiting territory, the CEO of a program, how you manage it. Like what you have to do at Texas is a thousand times different than what you have to do at NC State, right? So being the CEO means something different at every at every place.
1: Absolutely. Um, what about the transfer portal? Uh, there, you see it so much recently recently. Uh, do you think it's going to calm down a bit after this year, um, after the extra year el- eligibility and the playing immediacy is gone? Or is this kind of going to open up a new era of transferring uh, in college football?
2: So I look at the transfer portal as like Stranger Things. Have you yeah. answered? Have you, have you seen Stranger Things? Like, what yeah. the hell is it? Where did they go? It's like the it's like the other world or something. Mm-hmm. And and as a as a mom, I'm telling like I would tell my boys, like, don't you dare walk into that black hole unless you know you're going to go somewhere. Because what happens to the kids that don't get picked up? That yep. that scares that scares me. um So I, I do think that there's going to be a, a continuous revolving door of the transfer portal because that's where it, that's where it's at. The opportunity is there. And we've gotten to a place in college football where the players, if they're not happy, they're not getting player time you know, playing time that they want. They're gone. And that makes it extremely difficult for the coaches to manage rosters. But I don't I don't see it slowing down.
1: Yeah. Uh, ASU um, only expecting to get more transfers after Chip Traynham announced that he will be transferring. But about ASU from a Nationals perspective, I mean, we've been looking at this team for the last couple of years and we know what we think. But from a National perspective, what What's the view like uh, for you guys on ASU and Herm Edwards and the decision to bring him back for another year?
2: Well, you know, I, I think it's just, I personally don't have a problem with it because I think coaches, they need, they need time to do their thing. Like I said, I think Herm is a good football coach. Um, I think there are, there are questions though, some, some questions that need to be answered and off field questions that need to be answered. But at the same time. The national perspective is the same for ASU that it is for the entire Pac-12, which is a lot of good teams, not a great one. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anybody cares who it is. Somebody's got to rise to the top. And and I do think the national perspective is that college football is better when it's traditional programs like. USC, like, um, Michigan. Right. But that doesn't mean, look, we're talking about Oklahoma state and Cincinnati, you know, and, and it's, it, it's fun when other programs can get into the conversation. So I do think that he, he has to win and he's, he's not far from it. I mean, they had a four last season. They're behind Utah. So I think it's, um, patience often pays off. I mean, look at a year ago, what people were saying about Jim Harbaugh and where they are now.
1: Absolutely. Well, Heather, thank you so much uh for joining us on the PHNX Sun Devils live show. Uh we appreciate you uh doing this and I uh, hope everything uh goes well for the announcement show later today. Thanks thanks again. Well, um let's just start off with the Hermit. First of all, thanks. Great thank interview. You.
2: Good job, thank Shane. You.
1: Well, th- thank I want to thank Heather for doing that. That was that was really awesome. Um she had a really busy day. Uh we had to keep it short because as I said, she's doing the uh selection show right now on ESPN. But the last thing we touched on was Herm Edwards and what she thought. She said she didn't mind it. I want to hear your take. What do you think about ASU bringing Herm Edwards back for your last year?
0: I, I like it, honestly. I like Herm Edwards as a head coach. I think the way that he coaches kids, college-age kids, speaks to them. It resonates with them. And I think if, you know, Herm wasn't the coach, I think And we can get into this, you know, in a little bit because I'm sure we'll touch on the transfer portal. But Mm -hmm. I think if Herm wasn't the coach next year, I think a lot of kids that are here now would be very upset about that. Because I think outside of being, you know, a strong football minded coach, Herm's just a great person. And I think the kids on that roster really rally around Herm and, you know, his energy and all the things that he's brought to this team. So I think, in my opinion, Herm not being the coach would be more devastating to the program than him coming back for another year. And like, look at this year. It's not like it's horrible. Yeah, eight and four they're it's that's oh, no, not okay, a bad you know i mean obviously they're not going to a championship but yeah. it's not like they were they lost 11 games yep.
1: it's the consistent over expecting with asu that kind of kills them and you can't really blame the fans for that because of the amount of talent on this roster this year but i don't i mean i'm indifferent about the whole harm thing i think it's i think it's more for the better than for the worse because we don't know what this team is going to look like there's already so much uncertainty yeah. about next year uh Chip Traynum, I believe, is just the first of many to go. You're hearing this around a lot. Um, this roster is going to look a ton different next year. So uh, bringing at least one person back, yeah, you, you get something with that. And that's why I think the Spencer Rattler thing is so immediate. That's why yeah. I think they need an answer now. Um, we were talking about this earlier, but you need a rock. You need something that you know is a constant. And that's why they're pushing for... Jaden and Spencer to make the decision, and that's why I think they might ultimately get Spencer Rattler, is because of what we we just talked about. We don't know where Jaden's going to be, but we know we want a quarterback. They know they need their quarterback for 2022, and I think that's what's pushing it.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like you said, the last thing that this program needs is more instability. They can't afford that. There's so much instability with what's going to happen with their recruiting violations, with their incoming recruit class, with the the kids that are going to transfer out of this program. Arizona State, it's at its max with yeah. instability at this point. And so I think that they need to figure out what they want to do at quarterback, whether that's you know move on from Jaden Daniels and bring in Spencer Rattler or stick with Jaden Daniels. Either way, they need to make a choice yeah. because that's going to affect every decision that's made with this program moving forward. If you know they do end up getting Spencer and Spencer does come play for ASU, Herm needs to hit the recruiting trail like the they he needs to figure out the recruiting class ASAP because Because who the
1: hell is he gonna throw to
0: he has nobody (laughs) to throw to right now I mean there's nobody on this roster that Mm. I would there's nobody around for Spencer to throw to they have the 95th ranked recruiting class in the nation they don't have a single offensive recruit right now committed besides a running back so what you know, counter punter point- kicker as a- we have a kicker, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what is the point of bringing Spencer Rattler yeah. into this program if he's not going to have anybody to and, throw to? And, and that's a lot of the reason why people are giving Jaden yeah. Daniels a hard time is like, well, he doesn't have anybody to throw to either. So you can't really blame Jaden Daniels, but I think they need to they need to make a decision and fast.
1: And I think a lot of the re- what is Jacob saying. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: Let's put Shane under centers. For for the people
1: that think this is a joke, I am really quick. I wouldn't say Uh, I'm fast, but I'm quick. If I drop something, boom. My legs, (laughs) incredible. Anyway.
0: I would kick your ass in a 40.
1: (laughs) You sound drunk right now. Anyway, (laughs) the reason why I think the Spencer Rattler thing would be so great is Obviously, the talent level, uh, the ceiling is so high.
0: So Uh, high. I think it's higher than the ceiling that Jaden has.
1: For sure. But more of what I would enjoy to see is the amount of recruits that would follow him. I think that would bring in more recruiting than just bringing Jaden Herm back. I mean, obviously, um, you're getting a huge guy who has basically top-level experience. I mean, he's seen it all. uh, A Heisman candidate at one point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who wouldn't want to play for somebody that has that high of a ceiling? And I think that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, does Jacob have any eligibility? Because Jacob would I think he'd be I think Jacob
0: he'd, has like the build for like
1: a sneaky good punter. <laughs>
0: That's not where Isn't I was he good at golf? Go? Golfers are good That's punters. Not where I was gonna go with
2: that. Where were you going with that? I was
0: gonna think like a tight because he's so tall, like a tight end, but he's kinda skinny. Sorry, Jacob. Mm. <laughs> um are you you just need to, yeah, he needs to put like a hundred more pounds on Jacob and then we're suiting you up. <laughs> oh, um.
1: <laughs> there's there's a new segment idea. Make Jacob gain weight. Let, let's let's just force feed Jacob food and lunch. Um, all right. Let's get back on track a little bit. Uh, so as we touched on a little bit, um, there's so much um, uncertainty about this. And a lot of people are saying right after the Chip Trainum stuff came out that this is not the last. This is not the only person. There's more that's coming. And it sucks that Chip's leaving because at the start of the year, it was supposed to be one and two, Rashad yeah. White and Chip. And I don't know if it's his... If, if, if it's him not feeling confident in the coaching staff or just doesn't think it's the right situation. But he would have been the lead back next year as Rashad White's going to the NFL. That is that is yeah. the one certainty that ASU has right now. Rashad White is getting drafted. Um, I think he's a top three running back right now. Mel Kiper had him as a top four at the start of the season. That was before the explosion. Yeah. So, yeah, it just kind of sucks that he is leaving. And I wish him the best because, man, he's talented. He's a bowling ball of a running back. But it's an unfortunate loss for sure.
0: Yeah, it is. But, I mean, like... I, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm gonna ride the Spencer Rattler train because I think there's a lot of pros to bringing Spencer into ASU. We've already touched on a uh, on a few of them, but I did want to bring up the fact that I think Spencer is a better character fit for this program. I think he cares more about winning. and I think he could provide more of a valuable leadership expertise than what Jaden can provide for this program right now. Um, I mean, even if you just like look at their numbers, too, I mean, Spencer's played in half the games and he's thrown more touchdowns and yeah. fewer interceptions than Jaden.
1: I think that has a lot to do with the scheming and uh, play style of ASU. Of course. Yeah. But m- I think it says a little bit more about Jaden Daniels this year. Look, I love the kid Um, was such a big fan as a freshman. I mean, I'm still a big fan of him. He's a he's a good guy and I'm sure um he's going to figure it out at some point. I mean, he has too much arm talent not to. But at this point, I would not mind moving on. Um but moving on what does that say to incoming recruits? What does that say about a guy yeah. that's coming in, maybe a freshman quarterback, is he scared about job security? Um is he worried that if he has a couple bad games that he might be sat faster under Herm Edwards? Do you think that affects the decision to come to ASU a little bit?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's definitely not a great look especially because of how high everybody was on Jaden Daniels at the beginning of his tenure at ASU. But at the same time, you know, we wouldn't have these question marks about if Jaden Daniels should be the guy or not if it wasn't based on performance. And so you can only defend a guy and keep a guy in there for so long before you really need to start questioning if he is the guy due to the performance. And I think, you know... Jaden Daniels you can say well he didn't have people to throw to or whatever you want to say but at the end of the day there has to be some accountability on his end and it just doesn't seem to be clicking with the program right now and so as tough it is as it is I think you do have to put some of that responsibility on Jaden's shoulders mm-hmm. and say you know maybe we wouldn't be in this position if the performance had been better.
1: The best case scenario for me is Jaden transfers and excels somewhere else or hear me out Okay. he finds a new passion in music or cooking (laughs) Why those two things or something of that nature. Art, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Can you can you imagine a cooler transition than I'm so sorry, a cooler transition (laughs) than Jaden Daniels or a stud college quarterback his freshman year? Not really finding his way in the football world and going out and just becoming like a composer for movies.
0: That is such a random. But
1: then that opens up the door, and it doesn't. It's not a bad breakup, and he, it, it's like it's like it's like a mu- mutual breakup. He's like, no, look, I want to go pursue another girl, which in this case is the music industry or whatever you're. Are you aware
0: movie. of any uh, passions that Jane Daniels yeah, has that are not. a
1: viable option? <laughs> I think he would be a good slam poet. I think you don't know talking about slam poetry. Yeah. Like yeah. Forty yard line. Um, I've never gotten this. You don't want me to do this, right now? No,
0: do it. You don't let him go. Let him go. Keep going.
1: I, I think I, I, my confidence has been uh, has been dwindled a little bit. <laughs> but 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 genuinely, um, jokes aside, the dream would be for him to transfer somewhere else, succeed there, um, opening up the door for Spencer before the, before Spencer commits. Him announcing that he's transferring, so it doesn't seem like that because if that happens, talking just fit wise, do we think? Let's say. The recruiting class is okay next year. Not as many transfers leave on offense and in the receiving core as we think. Mm. Do we think that Spencer Hettler, from a football standpoint, is a good fit for ASU? I do. It's really similar to Jaden. Yeah. It's really similar it, to
0: I mean, yeah, that's it's so true. I mean, they've had a very similar college football experience. I mean, Jaden hasn't been sat, but um, you know, we, we don't have any other options besides Jaden to sit
1: for. You know, so gay, like nice but special. Um,
0: <laughs> um no, yeah, I really do think uh Spencer Rattler can be successful here. Um, but I said, like I said before, like if if this is what's going to happen and Spencer does come here, ASU needs to kick it into high gear with mm-hmm. recruiting like they the way that the recruiting class right now is not acceptable. And I think if, you know, Spencer does come here, I think that's going to provide like a a fire underneath them to get the the talent that they need around Spencer. But I think that'll also inspire people to come here as well. So I do think that'll be a nice uh, way to help their situation when it comes to their like recruiting class. But I think Spencer would do great here. And I think it's a better fit obviously than UCLA. Um, I know that uh, Thompson Robinson is probably going to leave for the NFL um, and Chip Kelly having an NFL experience kind of stacks yeah. up with Herm's NFL experience. But teams. just the fact that he's a local kid, I think that just adds that edge that ASU needs to beat out UCLA for, uh, mm-hmm. for Rattler. So I really would love to see him here. And I think, it could be an environment in which he thrives and it would be cool that his family could come to games and stuff like that. And he's familiar with the area. And I think there's an unspoken benefit to playing in a place that you feel
1: comfortable in. What is Brady white doing? Does he have another year of eligibility? You, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's he gone. He went to Memphis. Obviously we all know this, but Brady white was the guy battling Jaden Daniels. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, unfortunately um, the university of Arizona is also a candidate for um, our guy Spencer Rattler. I'm saying our guy like he's already here. Um, for Spencer Rattler, what would that look like? Do you think he would succeed? Do you think that it would cause the rivalry to be closer in games? Do you think that it's even a viable option?
0: Rattler going to Arizona?
1: Because mm-hmm. oh, I'm hearing gosh. that could happen.
0: I. Uh... I don't I don't I don't see I don't think Arizona is a, the place that Spencer wants to be. I wouldn't if I had to choose and I'm I know I'm saying this cuz I have to preface this cuz obviously I went to ASU mm-hmm. but looking at the state of the programs I know that U of A currently has a better recruiting class than ASU has I would still pick ASU over U of A. Um but obviously you know, I'm, I I'm did go to Frog
1: and It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that I enjoyed downtown Tucson more than I thought I would. I and mean, that is all the praise. That's the only praise that I'm going to give on this ASU show.
0: I mean, I guess it just comes down to what Spencer ultimately thinks is a better environment for him. Obviously, if the instability of the program at ASU is too much for him, it's too overwhelming and he's not sure you know, what the coaching staff is going to look like, what the players around him is going to look like. And he feels like Arizona has more stability and offers like a safer option. You know, sometimes you want to pick the safer option just because taking a risk doesn't always give you a reward and maybe in his mind, Arizona would be the better, safer option. But um, I think ASU has more resources to put more talent around him mm-hmm. if he were to come to asu
1: um so this did just happen uh as i was saying um they were doing the college football rankings are you about to uh, break news
0: on me right now no oh, it's okay. 10
1: <laughs> minutes old people already probably know this but i'll just give you the top um let's go 10 because pac-12 georgia won michigan two no surprises alabama three cincinnati still in um at number four uh the outside looking in oklahoma state after the big win over Spencer (laughs) Ratterliss, Oklahoma, Um, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Ole Miss, eight, number nine, Baylor, and our Quack Quack Ducks, number 10. They're still hovering up there, obviously no chances at the CFP. Um, They have a big game against Utah, again, coming up in the Pac-12 championship, but I just thought that was interesting that they stayed in the top 10. Are you surprised by that?
0: Yeah, they don't deserve to be in the top ten. Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> wow. <Whoa.
0: laughs> yeah, I don't know. Talk about the choke of the century. Jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, the Pac-12 will Pac-12. Um, Always. Cannibalistic nature. I remember in the game, um, what was that, two, three years ago when Arizona State beat Oregon um, on that IU touchdown. Um, and uh, they had CFP hopes again that year. I think they were five or whatever. Um, and... I was just upset. I was like, man, anybody else. I would love this win over anybody else. But as a Pac-12 fan trying to get a team in the Pac-12, it's been seven damn years since this Pac-12 team has made it to the college football playoff. Like Washington was the last. I was upset that they were the team that Arizona State had to upset. Nonetheless, it was a super fun game. I mean, you catch at the end was incredible. But yeah, I just remember talking to the Oregon fans and being like, man, I wanted somebody else. I wanted a different win. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still a little broken up about it. Um, what I'm not broken up about is how hot I've been on the DraftKings sportsbook app. I go. mean, my God, <laughs> my God! If you don't watch the PHNX Betts Daily Show, shame on you. Bad. Uh-uh. No. Watch it every day, Monday through Friday at noon. I dropped a heater last night. Gerald Everett first touchdown score plus twenty-two hundred. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Plus twenty-two hundred, and it hit. You only had one touchdown prior to that game. I don't know. There's some some going on up here. Um, Are you psychic. Not psychic, I might be psycho, not a psychic.
0: I support that.
1: Um, great movie. Um, but <laughs> if you didn't tune in or you didn't listen, you wouldn't have been able to get the bets. And come on, you want that? I saw was somebody on it in our Discord in the PHNX bets Discord. You have, if you're not in there, I mean, you, you, I'm mad at the person that I'm talking to. That's not even real right now. I'm talking to a <laughs> fucking camera. Um, but if you, weren't, if you weren't tuning into the show or you didn't listen on audio, you wouldn't have gotten that. Um, and that makes me sad. Somebody won over $550 um, betting on that. Um, I want a good amount of money too. But if you want to get hot on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, download it right now. Use that promo code PHNX. Tap the hell in. Watch my bet show. Tap,
0: tap, tap And in.
1: throw some good money on maybe the Suns tonight. They're minus three and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook app against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, you can join the Crowder Cash Club. Crowder, is that what we're calling it? Is that what we're calling it, Espo? The Crowder Cash Club? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I bet on Jay Crowder score the first field tonight. The they have props like that all over the place on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um. So do use that promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on any NFL game this week. Get $100 in free bets if your team scores a point. It's just that easy. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. Most of all, it's pretty damn fun, even when you're losing. Um. Yeah. So 21 plus, Arizona only gambling problem call 1 800 next step. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook. For more details before we move on to ASU basketball, I do want to bring up a comment I saw earlier. I forget his name. If we could just pull that up. Um, He said the Spencer Rattler going to USC uh, would certainly make the game more interesting because if Lincoln Riley go now coaching at USC, um, that would just be really fun.
0: Not for me. I would not enjoy that. Why is that? So we have to play USC.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it would be that bad. I mean, I don't think I mean, Lincoln Riley is going to turn the program around. I just don't know how immediate it would be um hopefully it's in it it's at asu again um and hopefully asu doesn't have to play at oregon state but we already talked about that we already talked about that three years in a row so fucking mean i hate that i hate going up there Stupid <laughs> and um yeah uh anything else about asu football before we move on
0: oh, i hope they figure it out it sucks not having a premiere program to i just wish
1: they sucked or they were Better than they are. This tweener stuff sucks ass. It's It's the worst way to be a fan. Well,
0: and it's sad too because we were on such a high when, you know, Herm was brought in for the coach and he proved himself after his first year. And he was literally pulling in like four star recruits left and right. Everyone was riding the Herm train. And we thought that, you know, there was going to be a really bright future ahead of us. And it just feels like that's so much not the case anymore. And that future has just been so dim Mm -hmm. and so grim, which sucks because. You know, it it sucks to ride that high and just have everything come crashing down with recruiting violations and this, that and the other and things that honestly, you know, could have been avoided if they would have played it smarter. But we're in this position once again. uh, The existence of Sun Devil fans is that of an existential crisis, (laughs) Um, but we're in it together. So, you know
2: what?
1: (laughs) Yep, Uh, we can vent to each other here um, and we'll talk about the bowl stuff uh, in another episode. Um, Don't really know what's going to happen in the conference championship and stuff. So not really sure right now. People are saying the sun bowl for the devils, maybe Miami as an opponent. Um, Those are intertwined with Washington state, both ASU and Washington state are kind of on the same area. Um, I don't want to go to the sun bowl. Can we give me Vegas baby? Give me Vegas. That would be fun for Shane. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just don't want, I don't want sun bowl. Um, Okay. Let's get away from football. Heisman football. Heisman the football.
0: You, they should have put you on the trophy.
1: Yeah, can you imagine? I need to start a petition to replace trophy the trophy
0: there. with a, the Heisman Trophy with
1: Shane's body. 2006 uh, Pony Timber Rattlers participation trophy. My last hit on a competitive baseball field when I was 13 years old was an inside the park home run. Ooh, subtle flex. Yeah, and we lost the extra innings because I made an error, but it doesn't matter because all that matters is how you feel, and I feel pretty damn okay about ASU <laughs> men's basketball. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I sound like a broken record. I will die on this hill
0: Do you not did we not just watch them lose four in a row?
1: I watched them lose four in a row and I talked about it every night
0: uh, Even on so Thanksgiving and you, that was a blast. You still feel good mm-hmm. after that?
1: I do listen. This Are you team, on something? <laughs> no, <laughs> this team is so talented like n- Not cohesively yet <laughs> But individually, (laughs) this team is so talented, and despite what other people think, I genuinely believe in Bobby Hurley as a coach. I don't know if he has ran any plays um, that work this year. Uh, I don't know, but I don't think that's on him, and I don't think that's on the players. I think that's just a product of them coming together. This team is so new. They hadn't played with each other before. They're three returning guys, and yet I still have faith because of... The pure flamethrowers that the – stop shaking your head. The pure flamethrowers offensively that this team has, and not to mention you have three guys that can play uh, the center position. The Marcus Bagley stuff sucks. It doesn't seem like it's as bad as everyone thinks. Um He's not available tomorrow. Um That's what they're saying with the knee, but I, I'm still confident. They looked fine in stretches against Syracuse. Um, they put up 86 points against Syracuse and they still lost, which is just crazy to me. Because Syracuse does not play well on offense. The thing is their defense, and they were able to score a lot. I don't know what that says more about our offense or defense. Doesn't matter. Um, what do you think?
0: I don't know where your positivity about this is coming from. I mean, like ASU just lost four in a row. Marcus Bagley's out. He's injured. Uh, to me this team obviously I know you said that they're new but they just they're they haven't found any cohesiveness and the issue that I have with the prog- with the basketball team more than anything right now is that they come into games and they just look slow yeah. no energy no willingness to be there <laughs> or to be on the court. I don't
1: think that's true. I
0: know. But I'm sure that's not what they think. But that's what it translates as. Yeah. They literally look so low energy. They look s- just so sluggish. I think sometimes
1: they even look too high energy at some points. They're 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 like especially late in the game when they get into their press. Um, which I don't know why they don't run more. Um, but that's fixable. Okay, that I would rather this be the the case where this team is, uh, has lost four straight and they have something that they can fix like like being playing better together and intensity or whatever's lacking rather than being 4 and 2 and you just know this team isn't super talented and at some point they're going to fall flat on their face because they didn't play teams like Washington State's played. They're 5 and 1, but they just lost to Eastern Washington. They had four really easy games or five really easy games um that they were able to get, get wins out of. Um and meanwhile ASU played Baylor, they played Syracuse. The last place game against Loyola Marymount was not um, Our loyal Chicago, excuse me, was not um, a, a true last place game. Both these teams are too talented to be in a last place game. I mean, loyal Chicago still is riding the high of that tournament run or tournament, uh, yeah, tournament run they went on. Um, they're a good team, so I, I'm, I'm fine with this. It's early, and as I have been saying on every show, it's all about who is hottest at the end of the season, and ASU can still get there.
0: I agree. It's definitely about who's hot at the end of the season, so I'm not hitting the panic button yet. But this, to me, this team just doesn't have the wow factor that the past two seasons teams have had. And I think they're really missing, you know, a a Luke and They're missing someone like a a Christopher, you know, they're missing people like that, that make me have faith in this team. I mean, I obviously it's because I don't know this team because they're all practically new except for three returning players. But. Mm Um, you know, I think there's just again so many unknown variables that it's hard to put faith behind a team where they've done nothing but lose four in a row, and they just it, to me there's just nothing about this team that screams, you know, this is it. Like they've got it.
1: Yeah. Well, the the you, the thing that you said about this team doesn't have that it factor. I think it's special with this team because. Th- any given night, it can be somebody different. The first couple of games, it was Kamani Lawrence. He was averaging like nineteen and ten, which is incredible college numbers. Um, to average a double double, especially undersized when he plays the four at six six, um, so you have him, which is a constant. You know that he can come play night in and night out. But then you have these three new guys on offense that are. Absolutely incredible. My favorite that I've been talking about is Marion Jackson. He can give you buckets all night. He's not shooting well yet. We saw flashes in that Syracuse game. Put up 17 points. um, Always uh, always on the board, cleaning glass. Always finding an open guy, making the right pass. You have him, and he can go off for, and he can be that it Mm -hmm. any given night. You have Jay Heath, who really started to find his shot in the last game. And we've seen DJ Horn, who already found his shot in the first couple of games. You have three guys that should be able to get you points at a premium. However, it hasn't come yet, and I think that it, it will. I really think that it will, and I will die on this hill. They can be two and twenty-four, and I will still be saying this. There's a chance to win the Pac-12 tournament because there is. There always is, and I will. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die on this hill.
0: You are gonna die on that hill for sure. I mean, I I, I get what you're saying, and I I understand that there are some players that are showing flashes of potential. But I think it's interesting how. In my opinion, you know, this program has kind of flip-flopped problems. Last season, it was their inability to pass the ball around and create space on the floor. This year, they seem to be moving the ball around great. You know, they have no problem setting up plays and getting but the ball in nobody, motion nobody's but open. They, don't, they don't have anybody open and they don't <laughs> have anyone that can finish at the rim or drive to the basket and that's where you're missing star players like lugan store who can do stuff like that and you know their shot selection is not good
1: yeah but um, the shot selection the bad shots usually come at the end of the shot clock and, i mean
0: they were it, it, tossing it, it, up some yeah, bricks because
1: it's the inability <laughs> to to find an open shot which is puzzling and it's something that you can fix real fast. Uh, this time off, we will see tomorrow at five thirty against Washington State at home. If that has been fixed, and if it hasn't, a little bit more cause for concern. They need to get up for a pack, the start of Pac twelve play, the early start of Pac twelve play because they go on the road after this. Um, but yeah, I, I look. It's just uncertainty right now, yeah. and that and it's it sucks, but it's not the worst thing. Um, I it, mean, but
0: right now ASU is only favored to win by a small margin, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that both Noah Williams and TJ Bamba are questionable to play. And I think if Washington State gets both of those players back, yeah, it's not going to look good yeah. for ASU. Max
1: says there was a narrative that this team was coming together really well during the preseason. It's interesting that they have struggled so much. Yeah, there's a difference between practicing well and playing well on the court though yeah Uh, I did hear that as well um I don't know I mean I I didn't expect this team to be incredible at the start I expect this team to be incredible at the end I still do um but I just
0: think that they're like there are programs that are obviously set up for success when it comes to high turnover like your Dukes and your Kentuckys because they're always going to have high turnover because their players are there for a year and then they leave yep I think ASU is not a program that's set up for turnover it's
1: a good point um, and I think
0: that's going to crush them this year.
1: Yeah. I, I, the one thing that you can say for positive is the season's not over. Uh, there's so much room to grow. Um, and we will see tomorrow. As I said, the game is at 530 at home um, in Tempe. Uh, Washington State is 5-1 and one off fresh of a loss to Eastern Washington. Um, ASU is looking to rebound after four straight losses. Before we get to ASU Women's, GCU last night um, – I watched that game a little bit, maybe because I had some money on the DraftKings sportsbook app. But <laughs> I did watch that game. Tayshawn Cherry and Holland Woods were both on the court in crunch time. Holland Woods hit some key free throws, miss him a little bit. Tayshon Cherry's been struggling; um, he's not playing very well. They did win against Loyola Marymount, so congratulations to them. Um, ASU will see them, um, I believe, next Thursday uh, at home. So that's going to be really fun. I'm very excited for this ASU basketball team to play GCU. It's going to be uh, it's going to get chippy. I feel like. So that's It's going to be a good game. There's yeah. no doubt about it. For sure. Well, you know what else is good? That's a terrible transition. Go PHNX.
0: <laughs> that's where you're going to go with that's that? That's all I'm
1: going to say. Go PHNX, guys. Johnny, even though he's so small in stature, he writes some really big articles. He's a fantastic read. <laughs> the shade. Um, If you haven't yet um, read any of his stuff, uh, Cardinal stuff all the time, he's, he, he's, he's written some great stuff. You get Craig Morgan, um, ASU Hockey, as well as uh, Coyotes um and you're just gonna become a part of the family uh memberships you can try us out for just 50 cents for your first month or 59.98 for a whole year and you get a free t-shirt
0: i mean come on we love free sh- uh, stuff
1: <laughs> i love free shit yeah <laughs> um, go phnx.com you can also check out all the merch at phnx locker um you can join the discord um
0: i'm some- in the discord I talk a lot. This is new for me because I didn't even hear of Discord before. Really? I, heard, I used to so. use Discord
1: a lot, um, but it was mainly for voice communications, which I'm not going to do in this Discord because I'm a little bit scared of our audience sometimes. <laughs> um, I love you guys, though. Um, if you want some 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 tasty bets, uh, sometimes it's not even me or Johnny. Sometimes it's just the people throwing out what they're betting on in the PHNX Bets Discord. We also talk, obviously, Sun Devil stuff in the PHNX Sun Double's Discord. But you get that by becoming a member, um, and we would love to have you. Uh, you can watch our stuff all you want but you can only talk to me personally on the Discord. actually you can probably DM me I'll probably respond on Twitter which at Shane Deef by the way. Um, okay more less promoing myself more promoing AC women's basketball big win against uh, in, in, in Cancun that's the in biggest part um, against Fordham 58 to 43 on Saturday. Um, Jaden Simmons led the way with scoring. Um, she had 16 points on six of eight shooting Jade Laville also had 15 on six of sh- seven shooting. so pretty efficient from those two. But I'm going to let you talk about your favorite player because I thought she had the best game.
0: Oh, Mild Giles. She has my heart. She is a beast uh, defensively, offensively, all around the court, up and down. She had a great game. Uh, she, I, I'm just obsessed with her. I think <laughs> she is one of my favorite players that come through with the ASU women's basketball program in a long time. She is a rock star, and she showed up and showed out in that game against Fordham. But also in other ways, too, throughout the entire series, uh, the three games that they played down mm-hmm. in Cancun. Um she recorded her first double-double in the game against Baylor. And um, she posted 10, re- 10 points and 14 rebounds in that game. And, um, you know, even though ASU did not beat Baylor, I think they put up a great, yeah. great game. Um, something that they could really hang their hats on in terms of a moral victory because they looked so good out on that court together. And, um, yeah, Giles had a double-double. So. Baylor's number
1: six. I mean, yeah, I mean, a 10-point geez. loss, 62-52. to It's impressive. Devils are three and four. Um before we get away from Giles, I just want to read the stat line from Saturday's game. Please. It's only six points. But I, I, when players can get on the stat sheet and it blows you away and they don't score a lot. It's one of my favorite things. Eleven boards, five assists, and a block and a steal each. She was quite literally everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She
0: is a a great player on all sides of the ball. She is just on the court working for her minutes. She does not take <laughs> any time on the court for granted. I mean, if you see her out there, she is the hardest working player on the court.
1: Yeah, lots to be excited about, about this team. Um, they play the ASU Classic this weekend, um, which features UTSA, Colorado State, Harvard, and ASU. Um, they get UTSA who's struggling at one, four on the year, um, on Saturday at 1 PM. Um, and then Harvard at two, who's two and four, they're own four on the road. Um, on Sunday at noon, both those games are at DFA. So if you are around this weekend, you should definitely go out and support them. They are a fantastic squad led by a fantastic coach in Charlie Turner Thorne. Um, anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so. Welcome, guys. I will be at the game tomorrow. We'll be coming to you live right after the game. Um, ASU men's five thirty tip against Washington State. Um, big win to open conference play. Um, this is the first time I've heard you talk about women's basketball. That's more on me than you. I would follow Charlie Turner. Falling through the gates of hell. So would I. I also she, would. She is literally one of my, my favorite people ever interviewed. She's fantastic. Speaking of women's basketball and coverage, um, I'll be getting out to their practices here soon. I'll be going to the games this weekend. So. If you want more Women's Basketball coverage, this is the spot to get it. Um, and yeah, so yeah, uh, live after the game tomorrow at 5.30. Um, Thanks for having me crash your show. Yeah, it's been a fun time. Uh, if you <laughs> want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Shane Deef. My DMs are open. I don't know who that's going to apply to. Um, maybe you, Mac, if you want to talk to me. Anybody wants to talk to me? Um, Does anybody want to talk I think to I talked
0: to you enough in real life. Oh, yeah, no. Well, you're talking about me. Oh, My name's Mac, too.
1: Your head's looking a little big right now. Not literally.
0: <laughs> Where All can right. they follow you, Michaela? Never coming on the show again.
1: Where can they follow you?
0: Uh, on Twitter at Michaela E Perkins. Uh, Michaela Perkins. The handle was already taken, so I had to interject my middle initial in there, which mm. I'm a little salty about. But uh, are you, know? you
1: willing to name drop your middle name right now?
0: Oh, it's the most basic white girl name ever. Wait. E. Elizabeth. Thank you. Uh. Jeez. But actually, it has a cool meaning behind it. I don't. We don't need to get into. it. My family history on this podcast, but it's not as basic as it sounds. I know every white girl in America has the middle name Elizabeth, but mine's actually for a cool reason. Thanks
1: so. for sharing, Vanilla. Guys, okay. you can follow PHX Sun Devils, Twitter at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow PHNX underscore sports across all socials, including the YouTube page. Leave a like, subscribe, turn your notifications on. If you're listening on audio, then please leave a nice review. ASMR. Oh, God, I really regret doing that. Please leave a nice review. It helps us out a lot. Um, As I said, we'll we'll be back tomorrow right after the ASU Washington State game. Tip off is at 530. Thanks for joining us as always and peace.